Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself on a treadmill going from task to task without any real connection to any one thing. And this week, servant leadership trainer Tom Thibodeau shares how to be better connected. As we hear from Tom to become a better person and community, it's all about being protected, respected, and connected. It's always good to have an opportunity to talk with you. And what I'd like to talk about today is the importance of connections. The importance of connections. So many people today are talking about depression and anxiety, but the opposite of depression and anxiety is connection. So many people are feeling that they're feeling lost and don't know what's going to come next, the level of uncertainty because of all the disruption that we've been through. But at the same time, the opposite of that is connection. Uh, Thomas Friedman, in his marvelous book, Thank You for Being Late, um, he writes the book because over the last 10 or 15 years, this is before the pandemic, he was meeting people for a breakfast. He's a journalist, and he would interview people. And people would come to the interviews 10 or 15 minutes late in the morning. Oh, geez, you know, I couldn't get away from work. When, uh, something, somebody called me, all the kids, traffic, whatever it was. And uh, he just said, well, thank you for being late. And people look at him quizzically. And he said, you just gave me 15 minutes for reflection that I wasn't going to have today. And he said, um, I realize that if I have so little time for reflection, I would imagine that's true of everyone else. And, of course, it has been true. We find ourselves kind of on a treadmill, one going from one task to the next. Uh, even people who are retired, when I say that, they tell me, I don't know when I had time to work. This idea of being constantly busy and constantly active and one of the things that happen with the disruption that we've been through is that sometimes we've been stopped in our tracks. And Now what do we do? Where are we connected? It gives our lives meaning. And for some people, this is great, great levels of, of anxiety. It's been difficult in terms of high school kids who had their regular routines interrupted and had very little connection with their friends or even terms of their family being remote in so many different ways. And so the importance of connection. And he said, all must be able to learn to live in the eye of the hurricane. Well, what's in the eye of the hurricane? In the eye of the hurricane is calm, still, quiet. And then he goes on to say, we all can find that calm, still, quiet when we find ourselves as a member of a healthy community where we are protected, respected, and connected. Protected, respected, and connected. How important that is for ourselves, our family members, those we serve, our communities, to be protected, respected, and connected. Well, what are those connections that we need to be healthy? the connections that we need to thrive, the connections that we need to be committed to the growth and development of other people. How do we make other people make those same kind of connections? And so there are seven uh, that come to us by an author by the name of Johan Hari, and here are the seven causes that help us to reconnect. One, to be connected to meaningful work. Connected to meaningful work. How many people find themselves going to work each and every day saying, thank God it's Monday. I really enjoy the work that I've been given to do. What is it that gives our lives meaning? Everybody is looking for interesting work, but have we ever thought about making our work interesting, finding the meaning in the work that we do each and every day? Starbucks Corporation has a marvelous little mantra, the person 
who sweeps the floor buys the broom. What are they saying? The person who's going to be doing the work has an opportunity to decide how they're going to do the work. It gives us a sense of autonomy and meaning in the work that we do each and every day. What is the meaningful work that I do each and every day? When I speak to farmers, I just remind them that they are the peacemakers of the 21st century. Farmers who grow our food, who provide the products that we use and eat and count on each and every day. When people have enough to eat, they don't go to war. And you begin to recognize that everybody has a purpose that contributes to a greater good. Think about it since the pandemic began, how important the work is of custodians. Think about all those people who have served us as clerks and as warehouse workers, as forklift drivers, truck drivers, people that we might have taken for granted before. Their work is very meaningful and essential to our lives. So what happens is when people lose connection with their jobs, right now some people are because they're working remotely, have no connections with the people that they work with or the people that they're serving or trying to sell to. How do we reconnect ourselves to understand each and every day my work has meaning? Second cause, uh, second cause for, for connection is to be connected to other people. We all must belong to a tribe. Is an interesting history of humanity. For so many of our years, we were part of tribes, part of groups that uh, that fought together and lived together, hunted together, fed each other. We are a member of a group. In this country, we, when people came to this country, they, the Irish um, uh, lived together, the Germans lived together, there were Bohemians that came together. In our area, we have Norwegian Lutherans. In fact, I was working with one community, Vespi, and I said, what's your strength there? And they said, we're strong Norwegian Lutherans. And I said, what's your weakness? Well, we're strong Norwegian Lutherans. The sense of the tribe, the group, to be connected. But you think today, how many people are not connected, not connected with their ethnicity, not connected with their families, the number of people who do not have friends. One of the interesting studies, and I think it's a, it's a trend, and we have to, need to pay attention to this. High school students are spending 25% less time with their friends than they did before the invention of the smartphone. Instead of socializing, being connected with real friends, now we have virtual friends, people that we don't even know who are not a part of our lives but seem to be an image of someone that we would like to be. Third cause for connection is in terms of meaningful values. The things that help us to, to transcend goodness, beauty, and truth. What we understand about material wealth is it does not produce happiness. After you make about $50,000 that meets all of your material needs, there's no different differentiation in happiness between, between somebody who makes 50000 and make, someone who makes $5 million. And then you begin to recognize that why am I working so hard to amass all kinds of wealth if it doesn't have a sense of meaning and purpose in my life? If it's not a way in which I give back to other people, the importance of altruism, to be able to give without thinking of anyone returning to what I have. I ask my students all the time, and they tell me about stopping and buying a sandwich for someone who has a sign uh, who cannot eat. One of my students told me yesterday, uh, he delivers food for E Street, and he stopped and saw this man with a sign and uh, the man which had just been berated by a guy who had yelled at him and said, well, get yourself a job. And the guy says, I do have two part-time jobs. But with the price of food, I can't feed my family. So I'm out here begging when I'm not working. And the young man said, are you hungry? And I, the guy said, yeah, yes, I haven't had anything to eat today. And 
young man went into the store and bought him a turkey sandwich. He said, I didn't have much money, but this man had less than I did. And he began to recognize that his real value is one of generosity. And he kind of beamed when he recognized that he had the opportunity to serve another human being. A fourth cause of, of, of connection is to, is to go back and recognize that in our lives, we, we, we've had moments of a real a tragedy, trauma, or we've had moments of success. And how many times do we go back and look at, at success? Do we remind ourselves that in our growing up, in our lives, that we did have birthday parties, we did have celebrations with family, we did have moments in which we could rejoice and come together. Fourth of July picnics, Labor Day parades. Think about the number of ways in which you prepared for Halloween or Thanksgiving or in the Midwest here where people had a successful deer hunt. To be connected not only for the trauma in our lives, the tragedy, but also for the moments in terms of celebration, to remind ourselves of that which is good and right and just and that it has endured. How often do we go back to um, a funeral of a loved one, particularly an elder, our grandparents, and we recognize that they had so very little materially. But we look at the precious teacups or uh, grandpa's uh, hammer, and we're reminded of the work that they did, the ways in which they contributed, and made our lives just a little bit better. To be connected, all of us need a sense of dignity and respect. We're seeing right now what's called the Great Resignation, number of people leaving their jobs, and it was studied by MIT, the Sloan School of Management. And what do they find? The reason that people are leaving their jobs are a sense of disrespect or feeling not appreciated. Isn't it rather extraordinary how many people's work is taken for granted? People do not, their managers do not respect the efforts they put in or the results that they have achieved. They don't respect in terms of the challenges that they have to make coming to work uh, healthy each and every day, trying to find child care, making sure that they're able to maintain a vehicle. All people want to do is be respected for the effort that they're making. And right now, that level of disrespect that we show each other with a lack of civility and the ways in which we talk to and about each other can be very devastating. And everybody wants to be appreciated for their work that they do. A simple thank you goes a long way. A couple of years ago, I was filling up my car with gas and car pulled in behind me at the, at the pumps and it was a deputy sheriff in our department. A young man gets out and is filling up the sheriff's vehicle I finished the pumping my gas and put the handle back on the pump, and I walked toward the gentleman, and he, and he backed up. He was startled. I said, oh, excuse me, sir. I said, on the side of your car, it says to protect and serve, and I said, you do that very well. Do you realize that 95% of the people in the state of Wisconsin are very happy with, with their police? I said, I imagine you hear from the other 5%, oh, yes, sir, and they're very loud. But the reason that the man had jumped back when I come to show appreciation is that two nights before, a police officer had been assassinated in, West, in Des Moines, Iowa. And they begin to recognize who are people are going to work each and every day, and they recognize that not everybody appreciates their work or they find themselves to be attacked for the work that they do. A number of healthcare professionals are just tired of being yelled at in the hospital when all they're trying to do is save someone else's life the importance of appreciation, respect, and to be connected to others by a simple thank you 
a thank you note, a sense of gratitude for who we are and what we do. Six, the ways in which we can build connection is be connected to the natural world. What I know of right here is that all of our parks are being used, even in the wintertime now, for snowshoeing and cross-country skiing. People are getting out into the natural world. We've rediscovered our state parks. We've rediscovered our national parks. We've rediscovered that the natural world has healing capabilities. We might feel partisan politics to be very destructive and very depressive and very divisive, but in nature, everything is connected. All the trees are connected. It's just rather amazing. In the secret life of trees, we begin to understand that trees even send out nutrients to each other to make themselves strong in the forest. No tree tries to outgrow or compete with another, so they take away the other tree's sunlight. Uh, the forest, the, the way in which it is, it is integrated, the way in which it reaches down into the, into the ground and pulls up nutrients, and waters to sustain itself and to be shared with one another. Oh, isn't it wonderful, the ecosystem, and how interrelated and interconnected it is. And when we sit and enjoy the natural beauty, we are refreshed. And finally, what we need to connect people to is the hope. Hope. Not optimism, oh, if it happens, it happens, but hope. It's a conviction that the world is good. And what's rather interesting is how do you want to have hope in your life? Go and find yourself amongst children. Last night on the CBS News, they had a story of the children of Syria. These children who are living in a war-torn country, their lives are held together by the ritual of school of walking into school every morning with their hands on the shoulders in front of each other. Wherever they go, they hold on to each other because they never know when there's going to be a bombing raid and everyone is responsible for each other. And these children continue to learn, to read, to write, to imagine. And it gives us hope that when the end of war comes, children will know how to participate in the community and they're educated enough to be able to lead. Hope. Do never take someone else's hope. It might be all that they have. Augustine in the fourth century said, Hope has two sisters, anger and courage. We must be angry with injustice, must have the courage to change it. People who give us hope are people that we can emulate. People who give us hope tell us there is a better day coming. What's really extraordinary to me, Bill, is the number of people who may feel hopeless. And I've always kind of believed this mantra that people without hope are dangerous to themselves and others. So those connections that we can make each and every day to be protected, respected, and connected in a healthy community makes a great deal of difference, not only for ourselves, our family members, the people we work with, but for our community and our nation. So instead of focusing on all that which we cannot control, let's look to ways in which we can reconnect with each other today. Reconnect in the workplace or the forest. Reconnect with our deepest held values and our expressions of hope. Always good talking to you, my friend. Well, thank you, Tom.
protected, respected, and connected. It seems so basic, but it's so essential. And if you feel protected, respected, and connected, it generates enormous amounts of trust. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau for today's message. Tom, a distinguished professor of servant leadership at Viterbo University. And for archive podcasts and more on-demand programs, and for more on the professional development for today's dairy producer, head to PDPW's free website at pdpw.org. Until next time, have a safe and productive week.